Apothecary After Dark. Apothecary After Dark. I'm Danielle. And I'm Dina. We're the co-owners of Amityville Apothecary. You ever wonder what happens when we shut off the lights and lock the doors of Amityville Apothecary? What we talk about when nobody's around? What we think about all things metaphysical and witchy? Well, stay tuned because we have some really fun topics for you. Hey guys, welcome in to another episode of Apothecary After Dark where Danielle and I are going to talk about magic in the mundane. So, right, you're into the witchy, you're into the metaphysical, you're into the spiritual. But, like, that's all well, fine and good when you're in a shop like this and you're immersed in it all the time. But how do you bring spirituality and magical life into your day-to-day? Maybe you have kids. Maybe you're going to school. You're in college. You're in high school. You're, you have a nine-to-five. So... Here's some tips and tricks, the things that we do when we're not in this beautiful space because real life is real. Yeah. So people walk in every day and they say, how can I start making this more of a, a regular practice? What, what do I do? How do I incorporate crystals? How do I incorporate oils or sprays? Or What do I have to do if I need to cleanse a space, but I can't burn things? There's so many different practical applications, and we hope to be able to just offer some suggestions. But keep in mind, as we bring this stuff up, things will come naturally to you. And if it's entering your psyche, that's usually a good indicator that you should proceed with that and like try things out and see what feels most comfortable for you because your intuition will guide you. And that's definitely um, the best practice. But you know, as you see, I'm wearing lots of bracelets. I love to wear crystal bracelets. So it's like Wonder Woman over here. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the most popular products that people buy regularly are crystal bracelets because crystals hold specific consistent vibrations. So by keeping the crystals on your body and close to your skin. It's a great way to benefit from the energy and look really cute. So it can match whatever colors you want and they all have meanings and they all support you in different ways. So that's a very simple life hack just to- uh... Yeah, because a lot of people, especially when they start getting into crystals because they're beautiful, they're shiny, they have rainbows, like who wouldn't want earth candy all over their house, right? But so many people are like, what do I do with it now that I have it? And there are things that you could do with crystals, like strategically placing them around your house, right? You want to bring more love in to your home. You want to have a calming environment. Rose quartz can be placed in your living areas. I have it in my kitchen, in my living room, in my bedroom. But, you know, just by having the crystal in your environment, you're inviting that frequency in, but wearing it like Danielle does, and I do as well, is the easiest way to start working with crystalline energy. Like you literally don't need to have any training and you just go with what works well. And what feels right. So when people walk into the shop, we have an entire wall that has rainbow colored um, 
options of different crystals and different sizes. So they say, well, how do I know which one I should grab, which one I should wear? And I said, well, first and foremost, I'm not gonna tell you anything. I want you to gravitate towards what you're being pulled to. And usually they'll point to one or two. And the colors correspond with different aspects and different benefits. So, you know, if it's, if it's blacks, those tend to be very, um, protective and grounding. If it's more light blues in scheme, it, it usually relates to communication and calm. You know what that reminds me of? There's a local restaurant that's right down the block. Okay. That we've eaten at a couple of times. And the color of the restaurant walls is like baby blue. Yeah. And every time we go in there, I'm like, this is a very odd choice for an Italian restaurant. It, right. Yeah. But think about it. Think it's 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 not about and this is where I guess the magic and the mundane and just trusting yourself comes comes to bear because you know how colors feel. Yeah. Right? You know how yellow feels. Yellow feels like sunlight and sunshine and action and doing, right? Yellow isn't I want to go to sleep. I mean, unless you're like three margaritas in on the beach, I'm <laughs> sure, right? But you know, Baby blue or pale blue isn't like I want to sit down and eat penne alla vodka. I'm saying it like that on purpose. That's my Long Island accent. We say penne vodka. We don't say vodka because that's too sophisticated. <laughs> but no, it. exactly. Definitely. I'm wearing, I'm wearing yellow. This morning I woke up. I felt bright and happy. It was a beautiful blue sky day and I wanted to be um, invigorated. And yellow is bright and sunny. And crystals that are yellow correspond with your solar plexus, which is right here. And that is when people say, trust your gut, they're referring to your solar plexus. So the, the yellows and golds correspond with that. That is in charge of your motivation, your manifestation, your self-esteem, your confidence. So you can wear the color yellow, mm -hmm. you can carry yellow crystals, and like citrine is one of the quartz um, crystals that are yellow in color. Citrine is derived from the same word as citrone, which is lemon. So if you think about all yeah. of the properties of like bright, happy, right. sunshiny, invigorating. Citrus. Yeah. It's all connected. Yeah. It, it will help wake things up. So there's just very simple hacks that are organic to what we inherently know, but we tend to forget because we overthink things. So. Well, I think sometimes too, when like you're, you're like, I want to get into magic. I want to get into metaphysics. We forget that we have a whole knowledge base of experience and life experience and that we can rely on. And that's really, if you want to call it witchy or again, metaphysical or magical, it's really about being in tune with our, our intuition, how we feel in our body, how we feel with other people, how we connect with the world and the place in which we live. So it, we have all this experience. We don't have to just hold on. What does the book say? Yeah, books are great. We have lots of them. We could help you. But, you know, like, like Danielle said, yellow, how does, how does yellow feel to you? And I bet if we went into a room and there was a hundred people, we would get a lot of the same answers of, of how yellow felt. And I'm, I'm sure most of it would not be, yeah, like I want to, I want to relax. It would be like, I want to take, take action. Um, 
so yeah, so like you're wearing your hot pink blazer today, which I love. This is my my bitch getting <laughs> shit done. That's her swagger Lisa. suit. I love it. One of one of our employees. I'm not gonna. I just. I know I just cussed, so I'm not gonna say what she said to me. But <laughs> I walked in. She said, "I love your pink blazer. It's very rhymes with runty." <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That is lovely. That's a lovely observation. <laughs> we definitely are a little bit bold. I wasn't like com- mad about it. No. Like, when you listen, when you want to step like into your power, <laughs> let's listen. How about magic in the mundane? Like Danielle said, she had a f- a way of how she wanted to feel this morning. So the clothes that you chose yeah. this morning were based upon that feeling and really sort of like what we wanted to bring to this podcast right now, right tonight. Yes. So the same thing for me, I was like, what's like that thing that I have that I feel good in that's also me, right? Because I still want to be me, but I also want to feel good. Right. That's friggin' magic. That's well, magical. Yeah. There's a whole segment that is focused on glamour magic. Yeah. And it's feeling good and about working on self-love and empowerment. Yeah. And there's so much that you can do. And utilizing crystals is part of your beauty routine. Yeah. And pampering so yourself. And Hot Girl Summer, which is actually one of the scented oils so good. that Dina formulated that smells awesome and everybody loves it because we have rollers and you can wear it you can anoint stuff but like people really start feeling happy and excited for good weather and it just gets you into that mindset yeah so that is definitely like a magic into the mundane yeah, I had ready. Yeah. I had this first boss I'll never forget her her name was Rita Sue which I thought was like very odd I'm like an impressionable 21-year-old, and my boss's name was Rita Sue, capital R, capital S, one word. And every time we went somewhere, Rita Sue would wear bright red. Every time. Is that, that her power color? I thought that was like so crazy. Every time we went somewhere, this bitch be rolling up in bright cherry red. And she said, red is the most memorable color. So whenever I walk into a conference or into a business meeting, everybody will remember the lady in red. And, I, and, and again, that's... That's magic, really, using these associations, using, we talk about magical correspondences. We have like dozens of books on magical correspondences. There are color correspondences, crystal correspondences, herbal correspondences. I mean, you know, when you're going out, you want to like turn, you were just talking about Hot Girl Summer. You want to turn somebody's eye towards you. You're going to pick like a nice, sexy perfume. Absolutely. Or cologne. You you want it to be memorable. You're talking about Rita Sue all these years later. I mean, so, that, that stayed with you. I don't want you. to tell you how long, how many We're years. not going to talk about that. <laughs> We're not going to talk the about The year that was ago. 1997. But I mean, obviously that worked. Mark was a minute old. That worked. <laughs> but also like it, it puts you into a mood when you have yes. a scent. <laughs> was he born yet? <laughs> He's like a minute old. We're we're giving you. He's so annoyed. We're we're doing behind the scenes banter. He's like, that's not what a podcast is supposed to be. Talk about the magic. It's fine. We we don't really stick to rules <laughs> during our podcast or in our store or in anything we do. So that is just part of how we roll. That is it, guys. You're gonna be 
It's we listen. This podcast is all about the behind the scenes look of the things that we talk about when the lights are low and the door is locked, which it is right now. So that's what you're getting. Yeah. So you never really know what you're going to get. One minute we'll start talking about, you know, magic in the mundane, and then it'll just meander into something else. So we'll try to stay on point, but really, how it goes? That's our daily. <laughs> that's our daily mode of operation. It's true. It's true. So, so I want to talk about something that Danielle does a lot because Danielle has a a, a library in her house that, that actually kind of it, it, it rivals the entire store. That's I think true. the store is in her home, and I know consulting. <laughs> I with may have taken one of everything. One of every. I yes, but you know what? We deserve it. Because we work really hard. So, you know, yeah. we want to take one of everything because we're doing the research for you guys, then that's fine. We don't have to apologize for that. Well, absolutely. And then when I cycle through things, then I gift it to somebody else. That's but, fine. Paying you know, it forward. Some people have their own habits of hobbies and collections. So mine has always been books and tarot decks and angel decks and oracle decks and astrology stuff. And I have pendulums and runes too, and I and crystals, and I just love all of that. So I, that's my indulgence. So, but you want to talk about how somebody that maybe is just getting their first stack, like how they could work with, because you're really good at like, you know, running a spread for your, like pulling a spread for yourself, pulling yeah. a card a day. I don't do it as often as Danielle does. I I probably should get back to that, but. You know, you're you're really good about it. So I yeah, think that's, that's so, a fun little insight and like something that you could add to your your day to day. Yeah, well, we just got in Radley Valentine's new um, animal tarot. It's Animal Guides Tarot, and I love all of Radley Valentine's decks. He has tarot decks and oracle decks and angel decks and books. So we got his new one in, and I was very excited. So I have a copy at home, and I said, "Well, I'm just going to do a three a three card spread, and it can be." past, present, future, and then just those three cards. They have messages on the cards, and then you can also read the little booklet enclosed for a deeper message, or you could do mind, body, spirit, and just read the cards that way. So as long as you're setting the intention before you pull the card and as you shuffle the deck and you infuse your energy, then you're setting the intention and then you'll just, you'll shuffle a few times and you'll be like, all right, that feels good. And then you can even just pull a card a day. What's my message for today? What, what's the message for my spirit guides? What's the, you know, what's the energy of today? And as you're asking, you can just pull it from a tarot deck, an affirmation deck. Uh, you could do the same thing with crystals, yeah. but you know, I I like to just do a quick three-card spread, but then sometimes from my bookshelf, another deck will be like, hey, and it'll grab my attention. So then maybe I'll just do like a one-card pull from that too. Or it'll just throw so. itself at you. Sometimes right. things just fall. There are no coincidences. Right, like there was right a goddess the deck that was winking at me. So I was like, all right, you want to be, you want a card too. So not that like they're saying hey over here, but like it's just where my attention was drawn. That's my intuition saying just check this out. So it's the same thing. When you yeah. when you when you feel pulled to something, there's a reason for it. Do you want to grab the um the Chris Ann Lightseers behind yeah. you? Because I think maybe 
it would be helpful for some of you guys that perhaps are like, what are they talking about? What's a tarot? What's an oracle deck? We get this question a lot. Like, what's the difference between a tarot deck and an oracle deck? This is right? one of my favorite decks. We've met Chris Ann. She's a Hay House author. We're going to be seeing her in a couple of weeks. We're really excited to be back at the, I could do a conference, right? So yeah. we're going to, we're going to learn and meet everybody again. But this is a great deck. This deck, the Lightseer's Tarot, is a tarot deck. So what is the difference between tarot and oracle? So a tarot deck has a very specific structure in the way that it's created, that the first 21 cards all have the same meaning to what each card represents. That's known as the major arcana or arcana. Um, Those 21 cards represent major life events that have very um, big significance, but they're parts of life that every human experiences. So some cards may be very happy associations and others might be dreaded associations, but they are all aspects of life from birth to death. So um, the other remaining cards represent their very similar structure to a playing card deck. So it's four different suits, and then you have the numbered cards, and then, you know, the the court cards. And all of those represent people, places, and things, and situational information. So not quite as dramatic. Right. Well, we go through as life. But I think what's important to note is that it is a system. So every tarot deck is going to have 78 cards. Every tarot deck is going to have the major arcana, the minor arcana, you know, as Danny described. Um, Most of the cards that we sell here and what you would perhaps, if you were Googling, like, you know, oh, I pulled the sun today, you know, Google tarot meaning the sun, right. you would be coming up with probably a definition from a deck called um, the Smithwaite or the Rider-Waite system. So the Rider-Smithwaite system is one of the most famous systems of tarot. There are others, but this deck that Danielle has is uh, a Rider-Smithwaite It's system. based off of that. Mm-hmm. The art has been interpreted by the creator, Chris Ann, so it's very bright. The imagery is extraordinarily um, intuitive, so it matches the meaning of the card. So even without having the book and reading the description or the keywords associated, your intuition can pretty much indicate like the tone and feel of the card. And that's part of trusting your intuition and developing a relationship with the deck and the meanings of the cards, because there's little subtleties within them too that you'll see. So like you might notice this is the full card and this young woman is wearing yellow, which represents optimism. She is on the edge of a cliff, but she doesn't seem very concerned. She actually seems very at peace. Um, There's a lot of energy coming up, but the fool represents, this is the first card in the major arcana. That represents a fresh new beginning a fresh start, a new journey, just letting go of all burdens and being very carefree to proceed on the adventure. But it can also mean don't be foolish. So 
use a little bit of discernment as you're proceeding. Yeah, depending upon as you start, you know, getting out there with your your tarot practice, the other cards that surround it can obviously lend some information there. Um, but tarot, a lot of times people get intimidated by tarot because it's 78 cards. And we, as 21st century human beings, are so impatient and we want to know all the things immediately, myself included, and we live in the information age and we could Google anything at any time. And so we expect ourselves to know 78 cards right off the bat. And we need to give ourselves permission to learn and to play, right? I love to spend time with all different decks because the more time I spend... I establish new, deeper meanings and also different artist interpretations help bring different meanings to mm -hmm. each card too. Absolutely. So a way as you're learning is a lot of people, in, a, in addition to their deck, they'll keep a journal. So they will look at the card, receive their own interpretation of it, then consult with the book, which is included usually in a deck. Um, write down keywords associated or any impressions. So the death card has many different appearances, but death means that it's a closing of a chapter, but then a beginning, a rebirth of a new phase. So people are like, oh, the death card, somebody's going to die. It can represent that somebody may die, or it can mean that a cycle has ended so that a new cycle can begin because we know that you can't just keep adding. You have to let things go to make room for new opportunities. So I think that this is beautifully done because you have, you know, this is all the artist's interpretation. So you have the image of what could be a daunting figure, but then there's hope inside and it's, a whole new opportunity of that death and rebirth. So I think it's really beautiful. And just the, there's no pressure. It Tarot and Oracle and um, Angel Cards, they lend insight and they help you reflect and you always have free will. So you can use it to decision upon your choices. And then if you make a choice and you take a step to proceed, you still have the opportunity to make another choice. And you can change your direction. And like, but it it just it really validates what you already know to be true internally. And again, trusting your intuition. So it's a form of validation and divination, but it's it's not a scary thing if you just have the open-minded perspective to say, okay, what insight can I glean from this? And how can I use this to empower myself to proceed? Yeah, I think, you know, again, I think because, you know, of the intimidation factor and people also think like, I can't even buy my own deck, I need to be gifted it, that people, you know, put it on a pedestal and make it something, I think, more serious. And it can be very serious and give you like very serious messages. But yeah. like I said, I really love the energy of play and curiosity. And I think when we stay in play and curiosity, it really does help us learn, which... It's really different. So, you know, I received my first tarot deck in 1995, which is aging myself. But, <laughs> and when I received that deck in 1995, 
there wasn't nearly as many decks as there there are right now. And I think the wonderful thing about how popular spirituality and metaphysics and new age and you know which which talk witchcraft has gotten us is that we have so many options now. And what that means for us is that we have the opportunity to connect with the art on a meaningful level so we could tell the stories that we see in front of us versus relying on artwork that was maybe made at the turn of the 20th century or the turn of or then the 19th century that might not be speaking so much to us now in 20 in 2024 um right, right? so it's and and that's you know what the cards that Danielle shared the fool and the death card even though they're so close in meaning to that original Smithwaite system yeah. they're very different than the original art that that Pixie created um so i think one of the things that we always coach people when they're walking into the shop and they don't know what deck to turn to is to look at the artwork, which is why we have an open deck. So every single deck we sell, we have an open version. You saw me sort of rifling and grabbing two Oracle decks down. Um, so we could talk about that as well, but it's here for you to explore. And if you're not close to us or you need to shop somewhere local, Shop small. Ask them to open decks yeah. for you. <laughs> or Google it and see if you could find some images of people using the deck because it's so important to see the art. Yeah, absolutely. And and do what you like because if you like it, if you like the art, if you like the content, like I love animals. So I have countless decks that relate to animals and cats, <laughs> which I love. And I'm not even ashamed to say it. Like, I love it. It makes me happy. But I grab my deck and it makes me happy. If you like it, you're going to be more inclined to incorporate it as to part of your daily routine. And then Oracle is not structured. Those decks tend to be at the inspiration of the creator. So there will be a specific right. theme. So the two that Dina has. Right. So I have yeah. a, and what's interesting, it's not only is it inspired by the creator, it, it's not a system in that there has to be a specific number of cards. So I right. have one here that's 45 cards. I have another one here that's 44 cards. There's others that are more or less. We have Bob a Bob Ross, Ross article. <laughs> but this one I love. It's by Stacey Williams Eng, um, Southern Botanic Oracle. She's a small creator. She's a small artist. She self-published these. So here's what's interesting. This is all about botanics flowers, plants, plant life. So for example, this is so pretty, azalea. I was trying to get a plant that we all can understand and most <laughs> of us have azaleas, I hope. And she has for azalea, temperance and calm. So ghost pipe, these are cool. They, They're they don't beautiful. grow here, I don't think. Um, but it says Reliance and Friendship. And she also has the Latin names on these, which is really cool. Um, Angelica, she calls it Archangel Root. We call it Angelica. She has Receptivity and Female Essence. So this is her channeling, her messages, her artwork. This isn't a system, and you can use these as, as you will. Um, sometimes with an Oracle deck, you can 
use it for divination and get a reading. Um, sometimes you could pull a card a day, use it as a journal prompt, use it as a way of, you know, what is, what, what is my day going to reveal to me? Or as a way to close out your day, what's the final message of the day? Or as a way of working with tarot and clarifying a tarot card, which is one of my favorite ways to use Oracle cards. Yeah to lay it over a tarot card. So what, I'm not sure what this tarot card means. What can this Oracle deck tell me? And then pull a card and see how they can work together. Um, So that's really interesting. Again, I think the beauty of, you know, 2024 and the 21st century is that there is literally an Oracle deck, a tarot deck for every interest. Well, one thing I'm really excited about, and I'm looking over at this part of the shop, is we have a segment now that makes me very happy. It's all focused on um, on children and teens. And I was doing this as a young child. I just naturally gravitated towards astrology and tarot and, you know, spending time in nature very like shamanic slash pagan. Just it, It's just what came naturally to me. And I didn't really have resources mm-hmm. to learn from at that age. So the fact that it's so much more readily available to people at a young age, to children are so much more receptive to subtle energies. Yeah, they're so open. And their intuition is still so much stronger because – as we get older, we also become a little bit more jaded. Not, yeah, desensitized, I think is the word that I was- Desensitized is definitely- Yeah, desensitized is definitely the word I was looking for because of the abundance of technology and we're rushing around and we're constantly on the go and being distracted with everything. So children intuitively have these gifts. So- to provide them with tools and understanding as to why they're seeing these things or why they're feeling these things or if they have extrasensory perceptions that are more heightened, it's a way to help them navigate and to learn from an earlier age, but in language which is not intimidating nor inappropriate Mm -hmm. for them. So the lover's card may be depicted as friendship because the core essence of that card is you plus another working in partnership. So I, I think that that's really awesome. And I think culturally it's becoming more commonplace and widely accepted because there used to be stigmas associated when I was growing up, like as being weird, <laughs> like creepy or like you're, you're doing bad things with, the, don't mess with that. And I think right. it's harnessing- the whole satanic panic of the, I, yeah, I think of the 90s. Harnessing nature, honestly, is my perspective. So yeah. the fact that there's a turnaround definitely- um, uh, age of Aquarius, <laughs> it's definitely yeah. a welcome change. There are so many children that come into the shop and because listen, these kids, they have social media and and we'd be lying to you if we didn't say it's trending right now. You know, any social media um, application that you, you pop up on your phone, it, you'll find it eventually, somebody talking about spell work or, or cards and Kids are so naturally curious, but they're still connected when they're young to the unknown from which we all came, right? So 
they they are just they're it's it's wonderful to see and it's wonderful that there are so many parents that are giving their kids the opportunity to again be curious and to learn and to lean into it and to try well it's so funny because when when families come in to the shop the first thing that parents usually say when walking into a store is don't touch anything <laughs> and i look at them and i start laughing and i go well actually we encourage people to touch things. If you feel yourself being drawn to a crystal, go up to it, hold it, handle it, spend time with it and see if it feels natural to you. Then read the definition on the placard as to what it means. Usually you will find that it directly resonates with whatever you may be dealing with at that time because you're being guided there by your higher self. And mm-hmm. I think that that's... Um, a beautiful thing. Now, the kids that are running around like maniacs and, and lunatics, that, be- <laughs> that becomes a safety hazard. So I definitely say, please control your child. However. <laughs> oh, we don't want anybody getting yeah. hurt, honestly. No. <laughs> there are big rocks around the shop and, you know. But it, it always amazes me as I observe and I watch the children in the things that they gravitate towards and the understanding that they have about crystals and rocks and minerals and just the wisdom and the things that come out of their mouth. It's really, it's quite beautiful. Yeah. I think if we, if we give them an opportunity to speak and really listen to them and, you know, so much, so much wisdom is there. Yeah. Because again, they're so close to where we all came from. We, We seem to forget that, you know, you know, we're the adults and we know everything and, and there's, and there's so much to learn from children, for sure. I'd, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about astrology. Just talking about the magic into the mundane, because people talk about their horoscopes mm. and their sun sign, which is just scratching the surface. Everybody falls within the 12 zodiac signs with your sun sign. But there are so many planets that each control or influence different aspects of our persona. And each of those planets are associated with different zodiac signs. And then the houses that they fall into also have significance in our lives. So every single person has an energetic uh, blueprint the moment that they come into this world. And it is unique like a snowflake. And the more you understand someone's astrology chart, the better you can understand the different quirks and traits of the personality as to how people operate. So it's not like- It's not a license to be a jerk, right? first of all. (laughs) Yeah. Because I think what happens is is that people are like, well, I am, you know- Here's a good one. Why do why do a lot of times like you know I'm a Gemini and Gemini's often get a bad rap for you know talking out of both sides of their mouths because they're the twins and you know or they're like Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde or Miss Hyde. Um, so what what I like to say is it's 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 informing you about yourself. It's informing you about perhaps the energy of others, and it's also giving us, as we sort of understand, right, the planetary movements, what the energetic weather is that we're all working within. 
Just like if it's raining outside, we're all wearing galoshes. Sometimes if there's I mean, I'm not wearing galoshes because they are like, do not do anything for your leg. But like, perhaps if you were in a muddy place, you might, but we'd at least have an umbrella. But <laughs> what I'm saying is, is, is that, you know, if there's a challenging aspect astrologically, we're all in that energy. All, all of us are in the energy and yeah. it might affect Danielle different than it affects me, than it affects you because of our energetic blueprints, our astrological snowflakes. I love that. I love that. (laughs) Good. Now I'm going to like picture everybody with like a little, as like a little snowflake of planets. I like that. Yeah. Well, it, it really helps with interpersonal communication and understanding. So I pull charts for my children and it helps. I operate very differently. So understanding my own chart, I understand I'm very fiery. I'm very fiery. So I looked at all of my different planets and all of the different elements, and my blueprint is predominantly air, which rules communication and thought, as well as fire, which rules action. So I'm a Libra sun, which is an air sign, Mm -hmm. and it's all about the, the balance and the scales, but it's all communication and thought and artistry. So that makes a lot of sense in my life. But then I have Sagittarius rising. So that's all about higher learning, travel, exploration, curiosity. But that's a that's a fire sign. And then my moon is ruled by Leo, which is another fire sign. So I feel really big and, you know, I emote really big, but I love really big. So, you know, the more I understand, I I know how to kind of keep it under control more. I try to. But also people can understand me sometimes. She tries to. Listen, Dina and I have the same exact birthday, only she's she's a Capricorn rising and I'm a Sag rising. But like understanding how what somebody's Venus is, that's how somebody loves and likes to receive love. So as I learn these aspects about my children, I can understand the differences and I can communicate with them differently. Mercury rules communication. Well, I communicate very differently than my two different children. So it helps to understand all of those aspects. It, does. it so. certainly does. And and I think, you know, even if we even if we aren't as well versed in Danielle's astrology, all of us sort of have a basic understanding of like what your astrological sign is in reading. You know, what's what's my uh, what's my astrology for the day? What's my horoscope? I remember my growing up as a little girl in the 80s. The 80s rocked. Oh my gosh. My aunt had a book of daily horoscopes. I thought she Mm. was rich. I thought only rich people had this book of daily horoscopes. I really did. I don't know why in my head. Why? Why? I just thought that because (laughs) I didn't have a book of horoscopes in my house. But but she had had the Virgo book. Damn Virgos. Virgos. Of course, you know, they had that book. But she would have the Virgo book. And I remember reading her horoscope. Not a Virgo, but I would read her horoscope because we only had the Virgo book. Okay. It was in the bathroom. Did, we it, did it relate? Did you relate? No. No, of But I was not. fascinated by it. Yeah. I was fascinated by it. It's really, it's, it is fascinating. It's like, wow, this is like, you can really go deep. I'm still, I'm still going to say that a sign of wealth is having your individual astrological 365 horoscope. For the I'm, year. I'm not going to contest that. I feel like that, that feels fancy. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely. So 
leaders throughout the world and throughout time forever have consulted Listen. with astrologers on like major decisions and Let's talk about the best leader marriages the most amazing female leader of all time oh tell me who you're talking about queen elizabeth the oh. first duh <laughs> dean is a huge history nerd by queen the way but she had john d his books are still being sold he would give her he would divine do divination give her the astrology so listen if it worked for her to beat the Spanish Armada in 1588. Don't think they're not still doing that today. Oh, By the way, they are. totally are. They oh, have sure. on-call astrologers. Because yeah. actually our friend Colin is one of, uh, well, I can't say who because that's their proprietary, but like right. one of the top U.S. political figures, he does Listen, direct astrology they, for that person. They so look into it for they, sure. It, it's real. It's real. So yeah. listen, success leaves breadcrumbs. <laughs> success leaves breadcrumbs. And, you know, with that, we, we meandered say, all, over the, all over the place. We want to say thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Apothecary After Dark. We want to hear from you guys. Do you have, you know, topics that you're interested in? Do you have questions? Has a spell gone awry you need a little help with? Uh, Are there specific things that you want to hear from us about? Because, you know, we're willing to disclose. You just got to give us a little guidance and then For we'll, sure. then we'll uh, help you out. But it's always fun. We have more to come. So be sure to subscribe and come back frequently and we will see you soon. See ya. Thanks so much for listening to us today. We look forward to connecting with you again soon. So be sure to come back for the next episode. And make sure to follow us on social media. It's the fastest way you can get in touch with us at Amityville Apothecary, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. And of course, like, subscribe to this podcast. We are eternally grateful for your support.